Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and this week I visited with Dr. Gutstein about the high expectations we must have for our children. And he reminded me that age is not the issue. We must know that our children are on a growth trajectory. We have talked before about how the children will rise to the lowest expectation. And the you, you talked about there's no, there's no reason that the children can't develop these things, but it, in, as of 2018, there's so much low expectation for them. And, and you think of a baby, you know, you have a grandson, I have a granddaughter uh, who gets diagnosed at two years old and then is somewhat the expectation of where that person, that little person can go is, is, is low amongst a lot of, of people in the professional world in all of these things you just talked about. There's so much misunderstanding, you know, and, and, and so many different levels that we hope to be able to describe a little bit more in this book and in the coming year. <laughs> One of the things that I'm an advocate for is, uh, you know, it, it, we, we all are, you are as well, is a developmental model. And we see so often that our children start to make progress, but because the progress they're making is not yet at what their age mates are making, that they're seen as a problem or people don't understand that as progress. And, or they're not given the opportunity to develop. They're expected to go from here all the way to here, you know, um, without the same type of gradual stage-based progression that we provide for typically developing children. And so one of the things I think that's really important that I'd like to discuss this year is how do we provide those opportunities for these children of all ages who, who we can look at, who we should be looking at in terms of where they are developmentally what they're ready for, and look at their progress in terms of themselves, not compared to their peers, not compared to their age, that we need to move away from thinking about age as the issue and saying, are you, in, are you moving now into this growth area? Are you in a growth trajectory? So in other words, eventually you'll get there, but are you starting to grow? Because we're talking about a group of children that don't grow. It's not that they're delayed. It's that they don't develop at all in these areas. So if they start to develop, the worst thing we can do is then compare them to their age mates and put them in situations where they're then going to be overwhelmed. Now, the problem is that feels sometimes it's unavoidable. We have to think about how we're going to do that. How are we going to give them the opportunity to develop at at a good pace, but not to make kinds of, not to assume they're going to make the types of leaps that no one can make developmentally to give them the time to, to develop um, and eventually to move into where their age mates are going. As I always have said, by the time you're 22 or 20, um, if you're operating like a 19-year-old um, a or a 20-year-old and you're 22, no one's going to care. This idea of catching up with age, which, which dominates so often like in the schools or other areas, is crazy because it, it then, this, it, it then deprives these children of the opportunity to grow in, in, in a reasonable manner. They're supposed to be, you know, so they start to make progress, for example, in our program, and initially, and then eventually, and then 
all of a sudden they're supposed to be doing everything with their peers successfully. Well, that's crazy. Um, they may be, it, it, what we want to see is that they're moving towards that at a good pace, but that, that, that there's no magic here. There's a, there's a, there's a progression of building on top of foundation, on top of foundation, on top of foundation. And that if you just throw that out, then what you have is the, the, the loss of growth for any child. And that would be true of, um, by the way, it's true of neurotypically developing children. And if you take a child who, um, you know, it, it, it is just learning to read it and you assume they're suddenly going to read it at fourth grade level, it's the same thing or, um, right? And, and see, we don't do that in other areas. If we have a child with dyslexia, for example, we let them develop gradually. We look at them, we, we compare their progress to themselves, right? Not to others. But if you look at the autism literature, it's not happening. Um, it, 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 there's no there's no attempt to do that to say let's pace your progress on on your own prior functioning, right? Mm -hmm. And you're your own basically comparison group, right? And eventually, yes, we'll look at, at that you're catching up to peers. We're not going to say it's not that we disc discard the idea of where you are in relationship with peers. We just don't have an automatic expectation that you're immediately going to be there. We want to see a trend movement towards that, right? But still, we want to see that you're making progress compared to where you were in the past, and you're continuing to move into this growth, you know, this growth-oriented trajectory. So that's one of the things I'd like to emphasize in this coming year. I can't emphasize it enough because I think that without that, so many of these kids in our program then are deprived of the opportunity for growth. They start making progress, and then they're overwhelmed. Um, right? And it's assumed that suddenly they're going to have all these things going on and abilities that no one could ever do um, because growth takes time and you have to build foundations and there's many different things that have to be built to get to the next stage. And you can't just, you know, go from here to there. Well, they're overwhelmed and their parent guides get overwhelmed because they're comparing them to other children the same age. And so it's it's a parallel process of being overwhelmed. And they're placed in settings where they can't continue to grow because the expectations are too high. And so they move into what we call a survival mode or a sort of an avoidance mode. And um, which, which sort of, it, 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 it undoes a lot of the good things we start doing, right? It, it, it works in the opposite direction and it's very, very unfortunate. So, you know, that's one of the things, and I see that in the entire literature, not just in our own families, but I see that all over where there's just a, a, an ignorance or a lack of understanding of developmental growth. And that the idea of growth itself is more important than where exactly you are at a moment in time, that you're on a trajectory, that you might, you're on a pathway of movement towards you know, an ongoing movement. And our job is to facilitate that, is to make sure that we help you stay on that pathway. And that by putting too much on you, by putting too much performance pressure on you, expectations, to environmental pressure on you, um, complexity, unpredictability, all of a sudden, in too large a dose, we're undermining that, right? And we're undermining a good job we do. So that's a critical part of what guards are needing to do, consultants, and needs to be infused into the autism literature, especially because it's just not there. It's really unfortunate. Um, it is, and that filters down then to 
family members, uh, parent guides, uh, and you, you end up in a place where uh, the conversation that we are having never takes place uh, about the children. It's, it, the conversations go to different directions, uh, academics and that type of thing, not, not to these deficits, which are gonna be the, the core of their issues in life. That's right, that's right. So our job is to say, look, we want to see that we're building those foundations, um, we're building the resources, the knowledge, the mental tools, the habits, and the motivations, the intrinsic motivations, really important. We keep building those and we build those in a balanced way together, and we build them in a step-by-step -step way. And we teach that child to gradually um, um, take ownership of them, of the mental tools, learn how to use them gradually in more difficult, more challenging real-world environments. Um, and take responsibility for them, but that's a this gradual process. And then we add more complexity and um, more integration, and et cetera, and more components. And you know, we, we very carefully um, nurture the development of each, each child, each child's mind and self and brain. And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.